Inside Eatables. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I know it's been a long while, nearly three months of not having an episode ready to go within that time. And I know, obviously, the season's long already started. We're pretty much halfway through, coming up to halfway through. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to say, guys, you know, I had some things going on in the past a couple of months and uh, now I'm okay to upload again and uh, get back on the schedule of things hopefully I won't miss more time and uh, for the next couple of weeks I will be having a podcast for each week so uh, stay tuned for that I know I said I'll do podcasts once every two weeks so that's basically two podcasts a month but I think for this month I definitely want to have make sure I have a podcast ready to go but yeah enough of that guys let's get into some NBA topics for today as time has gone on, we have watched teams go up in the standings. We have watched teams go down in the standings. And I definitely think that um, it has been interesting Interesting to see that there are teams that are coming up. And that these are not usual teams that are expected. Um, but first and foremost, let's just get into a big topic that, uh, that's been going around the league. Is that Clay Thompson is officially back in the NBA. He played a few nights ago, uh, got 17 points, you know, a couple, a couple of three-pointers, a couple of mid-range shots, got a poster dunk. So, yeah, Clay's showing stripes that he is back. Definitely he is back. And not even just him, but the team, I think, in general, has missed his floor presence. And now we can actually see the Warriors, who are pretty much uh, second in the league right now uh, against the Suns. They are ready to go. They are, they're playing like... It is 2015, 2016, before KD got there. Because <laughs> I'm sure everybody's going to be like, oh, but Kevin Durant was there for a lot for, for a couple of seasons. Yeah, but not those two seasons. I'm talking about before when they was really making a name for themselves. Where it was Curry, Clay, even had guys like Andre Godawa, who's still there, obviously who came back. And um, um, Harrison Barnes at the time. Draymond Green was still there. But yeah, you know, this team is looking very, very solid, man. And um, it's nice to see Clay back on the court because it's been uh, it's been basically been two years since we haven't seen him play. And, you know, obviously everybody's scared and worried. Is he going to be playing the same? And of course, you know, he's going to show strides that he's ready to go. Um, I think when it comes to injuries, especially like his kind of injury it, um, it more so affects the player on I would say on defence more than it does offence but nonetheless Clay Thompson is ready to go he's back of course Steph Curry has missed his other splash brother and um, I think the team is pretty much there Golden State Warriors are pretty much ready they're ready I think they're definitely ready for a deep playoff run um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens by the time uh, the playoffs come actually because I think this team is ready. Um, you know, if you look at if you look at guys on the bench, you've got uh, Gary Payton in the second. You've got Andrew Wiggins. You know, you've got different guys who are just ready to come on and play. And you know, the, the team system is working again. It is working again. Obviously, of course, um, they've got a coach. You know, a good coach actually, Steve Kerr. I don't think he's the better coaches I've seen in the league, but I do think he's you know a good sort of okay coach. Uh, but nonetheless, Clay, man, it has been a while since we've seen a three, a dunk, anything been put into a hoop by this guy. And I've got to say that um, it's definitely interesting. Um, the team overall have actually 
uh, been striving. They've been striving without him before he even came back. But now that he's there, if he can get back into rhythm, then all I can say is that the Warriors are going to be a problem throughout the season and when it comes playoff time. This is just like when it's going to be when it was going to be back in 2015, 2016. It's it's going to be definitely another interesting season. I think the teams in general who are at the top of the standings have actually uh, blown a lot of expectations. And of course, again, this is where now it is crunch time towards the playoffs. Now, after after All-Star break, it is going to be the MVP race, all uh, playoffs. That's all people are going to really going to care about. So, um, with that, people. With that being said, guys, Clay Thompson, welcome back. Definitely a good, solid presence to have on the team, and it is definitely interesting to see how far the team can go. And I'm sure they're gonna, you know, exceed expectations anyway, as they've already done. Because nobody thought about the Warriors coming back properly this season, because especially because of last season. But again, they've had a setback, and now they now they're gonna push forward. Because I can't even lie, Steph Curry was having a type of MVP type of season, and I think he still has it. But he has it has depleted. Shoot percentage has kind of gone down. Um, not even kind of gone down. It has gone down ever since um, he broke the record. And that's another congratulations for that team as well. He broke the three point record. Pretty much is the greatest shooter of all time. But um, yeah, his shooting percentage hasn't been the best. But hey. If Steph can't shoot, there's always going to be clay. That's just how it's going to be. So, um, with that being said, guys, if you haven't seen any of like the games or highlights for the Golden State Warriors, I suggest you tune in and you just watch, watch what happens. Just watch. It is pretty much magic. But yeah, moving on. In this next topic, we have Kyrie Irving to talk about. So, guys, if you remember months ago, my last podcast was about Kyrie and him coming back in the league. Now, Kyrie is officially back. He's been back for like almost a week now. And what I can say is that he's, uh, how can I put this? He's still playing the same way as he, as he usually is. But obviously, he is not allowed to play at home games due to the, uh, obviously, due to the restrictions and whatnot in New York. So, of course... Again, Kyrie can't play home games, he can only do on the road games. And personally, I think um, a lot of people might say, you know, you need him for both games. And that's true, you need him for both on the road and at home. But I personally think you need him on the road more because on the road, it's a different environment. And the experience is not, uh, you know, of course, when you're on the road, it is a totally different ball game. You know, you're away from your fans, you're away from your, your similar surroundings. So when you get on the road... You know, it's, it's just it's basically pretty. It can end up being tor- it can end up being torture for a team or for players in general. But when you're at home, of course, yes, like I said, similar surroundings. But um, I'm just happy that Kyrie is back. He's still playing up to, up up to top form with with Kevin Durant with James Harden because it, it's actually been a struggle for the Nets, um, as you can see with game with Kevin Durant just you know putting up numbers. I'm not saying James Harden hasn't hasn't done anything either, but at the same time. Uh, they haven't really had that guy who is ball handling, bringing the ball up, you know, ready to go. Of course, making the passes, setting up the players, and of course, scoring himself. It's been it's been tough. It's definitely been tough. And I think KD's had to carry a lot of the stress because of um, Kyrie not being around. But 
Now that Kyrie is back officially in the lineup, he is uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with. Now the Nets are obviously second in the in the East and definitely got a good record. Um, I definitely can't complain with how they've been playing at all. I think um, for the most part, you know they they are they are right where they want to be. Of course, they want that number one spot, but that number one spot's been taken, and I'll get into that a bit more uh, with the team obviously expectations of this next team but I definitely think that the Nets um, have I've got, they've got good ground they've got ground to cover but I definitely think that you know they're in a good spot um, what I can say is that it's just going to be interesting by the time it hits playoffs to see what happens because I know that that playoff environment when Kyrie's not going to be able to play at home the team's definitely going to miss him definitely going to feel that presence not being there but on the road Remember, or being on the road is probably better if Kyrie is there. So then that way, if anything, if they go down 1-0 or 2-0, you know, they can definitely get a game back and whatnot. So yeah, it's just interesting now that finally the restrictions haven't uh well, I mean they've got they've obviously still made Kyrie not play and obviously Brooklyn. But at the same time, you know, Kyrie and Kyrie when all things came to came to plan. Kyrie didn't fold one bit. He didn't give up on on doing what he doing what he did. He believed in what he believed in, and he just carried it forward. So in that way, nobody else can uh, you know stop him from doing what he needs to do. So my whole thing is that you know was it really worth it for him to miss games? You know, and and as I said before in the last podcast that he. Uh, I think he missed like no he I'm sorry he had I think the league had about a high percentage of people who have taken uh, who have taken obviously the jabs and whatnot and the protocols and yeah and it's been kind of crazy with touch just touching a little bit onto the protocols now um you know there's been a few players who've been going into uh, COVID protocols and they've been coming out in the next two to three days and we're just thinking what was the point of them going into protocols because normally going into protocols is normally for a week or two weeks but yeah, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. So Kyrie, Kyrie was, Kyrie was out for for the longest, rather than those guys who just went in and out. So yeah, it just kind of made no sense to me that just keeping him away from playing. But hey, it is what it is. He's on the road. He's ready to go. I mean, obviously being on the road, he has to play half the games, pretty much of the season on the road, which is kind, which is kind of annoying. But hey, I'm sure everybody's back to see him playing and of course the eastern conference right now has definitely been interesting so um definitely guys if you haven't been tuning into eastern conference basketball i would suggest you tune in whether that's highlights watching the full game um it's definitely been a ride so of course when i look at the standings now top of the east is the chicago bulls now the chicago bulls have been one team that everybody was kind of like well where did this come from <laughs> where did this actually come from and i've got to say this is that the chicago bulls are they are showing strides that nobody thought that they could they could they could bring to the table because everybody thought you know they're not everybody thought okay they've got lonzo ball they've got zach levine but are they ready to have a veteran such as uh, demar de rosen to help them to help carry this team forward and quite frankly they are 
and I've got to say this, this is going to be very, it's going to be very interesting by the time it hits playoffs again. So all I can say to the Chicago Bulls is that well done, you've built a core foundation, you've built, obviously you've got solid starters, solid production from all your starters, and they're still able to perform. Now, again, again, especially DeMar DeRozan, I want to talk about him because he's definitely been a, he's definitely been a strong part, not so much to the offense of the team, but I think he's just been a good veteran to have, a good presence to have. And that's the thing when you want on your, that's the thing that you want on certain teams, guys, is that you want guys who have a presence and who have impact because DeRozan can score, he can play defense. He doesn't even have to shoot the three. He can go mid-range or attack the basket. But he's got a three. I mean, just, just, just a week back, he got a game-winning three, didn't he? And it was off one leg. So he he's showing that, yeah, he has found his home, his proper home. I know a lot of people wanted different things from him on the Spurs and even on the Toronto Raptors. But again, guys, you know, this is I think this is literally his home. I can see him being here for the next couple of years trying to build around this team and, and and again the team itself Zach Levine good offensive player you know shoots the shoots the three pretty well can is very athletic can dunk the ball can get inside good ball handles Lonzo ball good ball handling um good passing good defending so yeah he's got he's got teammates who know what they're doing and of course you've got a center like Nikolai Vucevic who is a good center who can average what 10 boards a night pretty much 15 plus points you're looking at a solid starting five here and going forward it's just going to be crazy to see what um they can bring to the table and of course off the bench you've got uh kobe white and you've got alex caruso alex caruso has definitely been a solid pickup for this team and he has shown his talents off the bench or what he what he can do. He is definitely the definition of someone who can come off the bench, knows his role, knows what to do, and that's it. So again, the Bulls have something where they can fill in the gaps and whatnot. Now, of course, when it comes to teams like the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors of, of teams on the West, yeah, you're gonna think, yeah, they will struggle sometimes. But for the most part, they have been doing really well. 27 to 12, that is a solid record. That is a very solid record now of course every team has their lacks every team has their uh you know their their things that they're really good at so of course strengths and weaknesses are going to apply to any team any top team but again i think it's going to be i think exploits are going to be more noticeable in the playoffs because you're playing one team for a certain amount of games in a round so Whereas when you're watching, when you're, I mean, obviously you can notice certain things when people are playing different, different teams and whatnot. But at the same time, I think the playoffs, we're going to have to see what exactly happens. Now, I personally think the Bulls can go second, third round, definitely. And if they get there, it's good experience. Remember, this is just their first year. So, you know, it's, it's good experience for their team as well. So they just have to work with what they got. And that's all they have to do, you know? And again, guys, you know, it's only one year. So, and a lot, a lot of fans, you know, us as basketball fans, we love to feel like, oh yeah, you know, this is going to work this year. When, well, when really it's not. It's not going to work sometimes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't for the first year. But again, 
you got to see, we still, they still have time and room to grow. Obviously, DeMar DeRozan is already a veteran. And then you've got Zach Levine Alonso, who are pretty much uh, trying to get into their primes, basically. Still early, but they're still getting to their primes. Uh, Vucevic, also another vet. So again, guys, they've got something to work with and they've, they've definitely looked like they've got something uh, to prove. Definitely to prove. Um, another team in the East who I think have actually uh, seen the expectations as well is the Miami Heat. Right now, they are 26 to 15. They are third. And they are definitely interesting to watch, guys. You know, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. Everybody was thinking, why is Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat? And, of course, they got injured Victor Oladipo as well. Um, Bam's still there. You know, this team is very... Uh, the thing is about the Heat right now, they are very grit. They are a very gritty and grindy team, you know, definitely. And what I can say is that they play offense, they play defense, no matter what it is, they're there. Everything, you know. And a lot of people were kind of being like, you know, they were questionable to Kyle Lowry going to the Heat. But I think it's working. It's definitely working. They've got a floor general, they've got something to work with, and they've still got some young guys who need that extra push, you know. Still got a young Tyler Hero. Bam's still young, but he, they're still putting up points and doing what they need to do for the team. Of course, you know, Bam is a, also a good defender as well. So, you know, it just shows what this team can bring to the table. And I'm definitely impressed with the way they've come up because for the last couple of years, they have stayed in the is they have stayed in the playoff bracket. And right now, they are third. They went from fifth to pretty much, what was it, sixth? back up to third so they are in the top three and i think this is a good step for this heat team and let's see where they go because you guys remember the bubble why they got to the finals they knew what to do they knew what the objective was despite obviously the next season you know it made it look like it was a blowout season so yeah i get it i do get it but overall the heat have definitely been interested to watch <clears throat> Next team we're going to talk about is the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks now, um, I think they've 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 lost expectations for me personally. I think their expectations haven't really they've met some of their expectations, but they haven't met all of their expectations. But again, playoffs is a different animal. So with that, the Bucks just need to find rhythm again. They did get the Marcus Cousins um, over a trade and whatnot. I'm sorry, no, over a signing. And they ended up waving him, which I don't see the point is. I feel, I feel like he was a good addition to the team. Brooke Lopez is out. Of course, Giannis is pretty much the only, well, the only starting big man there on that team. Of course, they still got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton ready to go. But they need something. They need someone else. Uh, uh, they need that def defender, that center who is also a big floor presence. And Brooke Lopez was that. So for him to be out, hopefully he will come back before the season ends. If not, they're gonna have to go through the playoffs and face him a face off with whoever they have and from from there on. It's because these guys are the reigning champs and they and everybody was expecting them to be, you know, stay between like, you know, first and obviously third. I mean, being top four is okay. But of course, you know, everybody knows we want every, a lot of people in the East want the Bucks to be up a bit more. And of, and of course the season is still not over. So they still got time. They can still go on the street. They can still get some wins. It's, you know, it's just depending on how the team works right now. So with that being said, guys, I think the Bucs, um, you know, they're definitely, they have definitely realized that 
you know, it's not just about relying on Yanis, it's relying on all the codependent players that need to be pushed and whatnot. So, yeah. Now, let's move on to the East, where um, I definitely think that the East has a great, a great advantage to a lot of players and a lot of teams. But let's move over to the top four of the West. Sorry. Oh, I said the East. Oh, my gosh. I said the, I meant the West. Looking at the West, we have the Phoenix Suns, top of the West. I thought it was the Golden State Warriors, literally. But, of course, the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, they are fighting for that top spot, man. I, I honestly don't know who's going to get that top spot by the end of the season because they're both strong teams, very strong teams. But as I've spoken about the Golden State Warriors um, already, I'm going to speak um, a bit more about the Phoenix Suns because I've already spoken about the Suns. I definitely want to get into their, their kind of mental idea. So yeah, for Phoenix, I definitely think that last year has shown them that they can definitely go all the way with the team that they have already. Now, Chris Paul is still there, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and of course they've got solid guys coming off the bench as well. I definitely think that this team is ready for another deep playoff run. They are ready to go back to the finals. They definitely want to win it all. And, you know, of course, they, they show they show that. They show that through their through their talent, through their through their through their togetherness, and just in general, just the way they play basketball. I think definitely CP3 was a great addition again to going to that team. And of course, helping Devin Booker, helping DeAndre Hayden. He's turned this young team into guys who are ready to play, but also within themselves as well, because Devin Booker. I remember he was he was the only one pretty much scoring before the Sun before before CP3 even came along. He was the only person scoring on the Suns. DeAndre and the same thing. So now they have someone who can help um, space the floor and also get everybody a shot, get everybody a point and whatnot. So CP3's back on this stuff. He might not score like 34 points every now, but there's gonna be certain games where he drops 40, he drops 30, he'll drop 10 assists, whatever it is. It's just, it's just like that. It's the same with Booker. Booker consistently will drop at least 15 to 20 points plus. Aiton, the same thing. With rebounds, a couple of blocks. You know, defense is a, is a very is a presence that a lot of uh, a lot of the top teams have, which is why a lot of um, a lot of the bottom tier teams have not been able to get up in the standings because a lot of the top teams they have good defensive players too, good defensive angles who are ready to put their them and their team on the line. So it's one of those things as well that um, the Phoenix Suns they show that you know as much as yeah you know they got to the finals last year they can do it again and will they win it? Still not sure because again the East is still have strong contenders, but that doesn't mean to say that they're ready they're not ready to go they are ready to go all the way again and you can see through this team as well that they are ready to play of course they are 31 to 9 right now and then of course the golden state warriors who are 30 to 10 as as i said before as we spoke about the star podcast already um you know the golden state warriors they have been doing uh yeah they're playing like that's again they're playing like it's 2015 2016 they're gonna be on form. I don't think I don't see them dropping off anytime soon. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, of course, playoff time for them. But as I've already spoken about them, let's let's move on to the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Now, the Grizzlies have been a team for the last, I would say, 10 years who have been a grit and grinding type of team. Especially when they had, uh, you know, Mark Gasol and, of course, um, they had Mike Conley. But as, as, as they got traded and as both players left and whatnot, they have moved, the Grizzlies have moved in the right direction. They have rebuilt through the draft and they have got some young players who are ready to go. John Moran, solid point guard, very athletic. I can't deny he, he is ready to go. He, he definitely, he just wants his playoff shot. He just wants to show that his team's ready for the playoffs and they, and they want to do their thing. And of course, having a big like Jaron Jackson Jr. This, this team is a very solid young team. And I've got to give it up to them because I knew at some point they would get up in this in the standings. I just thought they needed another year. Turns out this year is it. And I'm not gonna tell I'm gonna tell you 29 to 14 is a good standing record for them. I don't see them dropping off anytime soon. So with that being said, guys, just watch like I said, keep watching the Memphis Grizzlies. Do not sleep in them because remember, Memphis have a mindset. They are tough on every play they have. Whether that's offense, defense, this team is tough. Very tough. I've not seen... I mean, you see certain teams who are who are there defensively, but I don't think anybody is as tough as the Memphis Grizzlies, man. The way they come together is is definitely some something short of amazing. Sorry, nothing short of amazing. The next team we have now is the Utah Jazz. Now, the Utah Jazz have been, uh, you know, they've always been battling for fourth. I think they've, I think they expected, I think I expected a bit more out of them. I definitely thought that they would be staying at the top of the rankings because they were first at one point, then second, and obviously they dropped to fourth, which isn't too bad, you know. But um, of course, it's the West. The West has strong players, strong teams, no matter what, um, well, especially with the top eight, you know what I mean? So, it's interesting to see that uh, Utah, they're still, in the, they're still in the standings, man. And the things of Utah before, um, for them, I think if they were to ever move up in the in the standings, they need to, they just need to keep, they need to keep fighting because they got good players. Matt Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they definitely, they have, they have what it takes to get to the playoffs but it's just trying to get past that first, second round, you know, trying to get to the conference finals and maybe even the finals. And it's been a while since we've seen the Utah Giants in the finals. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the what this team can do. I definitely still think that, you know, they could surprise a lot of teams. If, if teams are sleeping, they could surprise. They could surprise any other team. But for the most part, um, right now, they are I think they're right where they need to be they're not going to be dropping anytime soon you know they haven't got I don't think they have a competition behind them it's more of in front of them so uh, for the Utah Jazz it's definitely just looking at okay how how can we strengthen ourselves throughout this throughout the rest of the season and of course when it comes to the playoffs can we make that deep playoff run you know again Donovan Mitchell Mike Conley Rudy Gobert got a veteran like Joe Ingles other players as well um, you know I definitely want to see more out of Gobert offensively because I do feel like he, he can score more because Matt Conley and Donovan Mitchell is a good backcourt uh, yeah it's a good backcourt but having your main centre you know 
get a lot of rebounds, get a lot of blocks. Don't get me wrong, that's fine. But offensively, I want to see him get more points because if there's a, if he goes for twenty plus points and with ten rebounds and maybe a couple of blocks for most games, then I could definitely see Utah. Yeah, they, they they're going to be a problem for certain teams. So let's just see what happens. But yeah, I think I pretty much covered all the topics that I want to talk about, guys, in today's episode. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back again next week, hopefully. If not, it'll be probably the week after next. I do want to drop a podcast every week. But um, of course, if my schedule changes or if anything happens, uh, just follow me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. And I'll see you for the next one, guys. Peace.